Hi, folks, and welcome to another Plug in America show. I'm your host, Bob Trigellis. Joining me today is Plug in America's program manager, M.K. Campbell. M.K. will give us a review of September's National Drive Electric Week, which was a great success, achieved an important milestone, and generated a lot of great EV stories you won't want to miss. But first, please consider signing up for the Plug in America newsletter. It's free. We're joining or donating to us by visiting pluginamerica.org today, and we appreciate your kind support. Finally, please be sure to visit pluginamerica.org and click the Press Room and Plug in America show tabs for the show notes and links to this episode. Hey everybody, and welcome to another Plug in America show. I'm your host, Bob Trigellis. Joining me today is Plug in America's program manager, M.K. Campbell, who is responsible for managing National Drive Electric Week with our two partner organizations, the Electric Auto Association and the Sierra Club. M.K. is also spearheading Plug in America's Experiential Ride and Drive Learning Series, Prior to Plug in America, she served as a project manager for CalStart, a national nonprofit clean transportation consortium. She also was a co-executive director of the Renewable Energy Policy Project, a renewable energy policy think tank, and MK has worked in the publishing sector as well. Welcome back to the Plug in America show, MK. Hey, thanks for having me, Bob. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, you got back-to-back shows. I don't think anybody's ever achieved back-to-back shows. That was pretty cool. Anyway, so I guess you survived National Drive Electric Week 2017. Uh, we had 20, 276 events around the world. Um, why don't you give us a couple of the highlights? Oh, man, there were so many this year. We, <laughs> we, we, I, I told you, I'm still recuperating a little bit, but uh, yeah, we broke all kinds of records. Uh, 276 events in 262 cities all around the world. We uh, achieved a goal of mine that I was trying to strive for last year that we actually did achieve this year with a lot of help from our partner organizations. Um, of having an event in all 50 states in the United States. And it's a real moment of uh, a tipping point, I think, for the electric car. Uh, the first states ever to have events this year were in Mississippi, Nebraska, and West Virginia. Um, and we also had a, a lovely event in Washington, D.C. on the Capitol grounds um, so that the folks in D.C. could see uh, electric cars in action. Um, wow. Or policies are made. That so, must be pretty, cool. pretty tricky organizing an event on the Capitol grounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kudos I, to that city captain. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we we had some really amazing feats of of uh, strength and and or fortitude going on all around the country at the same time coordinated over that week uh, in September. So, uh, and the city captains really stepped up this year. It was amazing the amount of work and effort that went into putting on these events. Even the smallest uh, events uh, took a lot of time. Uh, And as you know, these are volunteers. So people uh, step up and share the joy of driving electric all across the country for Drive Electric Week. So it's a really good 
it, it feels good. Um, and and to kind of see the momentum growing across the country was also really inspiring um, for me personally. Yeah, so, that's great really, time. really cool that we had one in West Virginia, coal country right there in the heart of coal country. <laughs> that's, that's pretty interesting. Where did they hold that event? What city? It was, that's a great question. I don't know the answer to that question <laughs> off the top of my head, but I can figure it out for you. Um, yeah. Let me look it up and I'll get back to you on well, we can, I'm pulling it up. Um, so, well, back to the Washington, D.C. one. Uh, did any uh, uh, lawmakers come out and check out any EVs? Was that reported at all? Yeah, there, there were lawmakers there. It was on a um, Saturday, I believe. So, uh, you know, Washington, well, I, I have lived, I lived there for about 12 years and it becomes a little bit of a ghost town. It's definitely more, more lively than it was even when I lived there. But uh, sometimes the lawmakers will head back to their home districts if they're on the East Coast on weekends. But um, one cool thing that we did was we literally doubled the number of engagements with elected officials across the country from 2016. So there were more than 175 uh local elected officials involved in, at one level or another, either by proclaiming um, National Drive Electric Week as, uh, you know, um, in, for example, in uh, Washington State um, and in New Hampshire, Governors Inslee and Sununu declared uh, National Drive Electric Week, as well as um, uh, Governor Ige of uh, Hawaii, um, and then there were a number of cities and mayors uh, in North Dakota, Maryland, Kansas, Illinois, Iowa, and California who made EV proclamations and made commitments to um, developing smart and supportive policies to uh, deploy more EV infrastructure and support for electric cars. Uh, there were also dozens of mayors who spoke at various events um, and uh, Congress people in New York, Los Angeles, Virginia, and other areas that um, really kind of showed the commitment on behalf of the elected officials to uh, you know this technology and and helping to promote it. Right. So, yeah. It's a. Uh... Yeah, it's that's really really important part. Getting um, you know lawmakers to show up to anything is is not easy, and uh, that's really cool. The West Virginia location was South Charleston Public Library. So, Thank you. <laughs> and uh, looks like they had a bit of a turnout, and it went smoothly and stuff here. Anyway, yeah, back to the lawmakers. So that's, you know, that's a big, big piece of it, getting, you know, lawmakers involved. And that shows that EVs are now definitely on everybody's radar. Of course, the other half of, uh, or another part of it, of uh, National Drive Electric Week is getting butts in seats, as we like <laughs> to say. Um, how did that work out? Uh, well, we had then 8,000 ride and drives reported. Um, that would include people who were... Um, signed up uh, to test drive new cars. There were some instances where the smaller events might have had a few electric vehicle owners who allowed uh, their cars to be test driven by attendees. Um, and then in other cases, uh, sometimes EV owners might show up and, and take people for a spin 
on a test course. Um, the largest ride and drive event possibly in Endu's history, I'm 95% sure that this is accurate, uh, was uh, in San Diego this year where they put on more than 1,800 uh, test drive events in wow. one four-hour span. Yeah, it's Holy amazing. Holy cow. How many, yeah. God, how many cars did they have show up, do you know, offhand? <laughs> they had more than 275 cars uh, uh, in their EV corral. They had this really neat system where they set up, um, in addition to the dealers who attend with new cars, mm-hmm. um, they set up a special EV owner area where uh, folks, after taking a test drive, say, in a new car, were able to go over and speak to the uh, EV owners and ask them questions, uh, which is, you know, it boils down to the whole point, where, as you said, putting butts in seats, but also from Plug in America's perspective, and I know from our partner group's perspective, um, EV drivers themselves are absolutely the best evangelists for the technology, and they live with them, and they know what their limitations are and what the challenges might be and also, you know, kind of how to overcome them in addition to the the many reasons why people who select a car and then end up living with it and figuring out how to use it and then deciding that they're never going to go back to an inter- internal combustion engine. So San Diego was a great example of more than 275 local folks who showed up um, at the event with their cars to talk to the public who wow. uh, may not have been exposed to them before. That's that's really <laughs> that's just stunning. That's quite quite the yeah. effort that they put together. What what else did they did they have? Well, let me pull it up. But what do you know offhand if they had anything else going on in particular? You know that was real innovative there in San Diego, or just pretty much yeah. what you described. <laughs> Yeah, they did a great job, um, and they did that last year, too, I think, uh, in San Diego. It's supported by the local utility, which has really uh, kind of gone all in on electric cars. Um, San Diego Gas and Electric is the utility there. They sponsor the event, and they held it last year and this year at Qualcomm Stadium, which is where the Chargers uh, used to play, uh, and now they're up in Los Angeles. Um, but they they do a great job of conducting outreach, getting the word out, and then they have lots of fun, family-focused activities. So it becomes like a kind of like a day-long festival atmosphere that they put on there. And uh, a neat thing that they do that I love is uh, they have there's a local firefighters uh, nonprofit organization association which. Um, has a little uh, ride and drive test course with little mini electric cars for toddler sized kids to test out. And in addition to being just eye candy for mommies like myself, it's also really endearing and alluring to the families who get to, you know, go and see their little kids in these little mini Teslas or whatever, um, <laughs> driving that little course. It's precious. And then they, they of course, have. The food, which brings everybody to the yard, as they, as they say, um, the, the food trucks and the amazing um, video uh, and DJ set up and they have face painting and they just turn it into like a, it just becomes a festival and it's great, great fun. The whole, the whole you know, the whole area of San Diego really kind of steps up and, cut and shows up. Um, for these events, so it's really a neat thing that has evolved over the years, and it's in large part due to 
San Diego Gas and Electric's um, commitment to this. Um, there's another group that um, always shows up at events like this in California. It's kind of at the tip of the spear in terms of some of the policies that incentivize uh, electric cars. Um, one of them is um, the Center for Sustainable Energy, which administers the Air Resources Board's uh, Clean Vehicle Rebate Program. And they uh, do a great job of, of just educating the public about the benefits of uh, driving electric and and getting the, the um, you know, kind of uh, alluring incentives uh, explained for folks, um, whether it's um, the actual rebates that new car, new vehicles and now used vehicles will be able to get, as well as, um, you know, uh, incentives for home charging and, and other uh, kind of, I, I can't think of another word than incentives, but other prodding items that really make electric cars much more appealing than their gasoline counterparts. Right. Um, so what about some of the foreign events? Um, I'm looking around here on the map. Have you gotten any stories back? I gosh, I see we had one, I guess, in Jordan. Yeah. The first ever in Jordan. We were really excited <laughs> oh about God, that one. I was really amazing. excited about that. I actually <laughs> just put an exclamation point next to the word Jordan when I was talking to you. Cause I was like, ah, I got to talk about Jordan. Okay. Um, <laughs> So there's a, just a, it was a gentleman who's an automotive enthusiast. He is a Tesla owner and he contacted me maybe six months out and was trying to get his, uh, a spot for, for, um, his event. And, um, he ended up having a, a couple dozen people show up and check out his Tesla. Um, and he had a couple other cars there as well. And really, I mean, in a, in a Petro date like Jordan or in the Middle East, if you think about it, um, the concept of electric cars uh, is pretty foreign um, right. there <laughs> so far. So any kind of headway that we make in that in that space is going to be amazing. And um, so, yeah, that was really exciting uh, to see. Uh, we also had a neat event that happened in, in conjunction with a sustainability fair in Allsburg, um, Finland, which was, uh, looked like a really fun, uh, kind of similar atmosphere, um, to San Diego in that families were involved and they had a lot of, um, ancillary activities that kind of kept everybody occupied. Um, so that, that was it. That was another neat one. And then of course, Canada, has continued to step up and there are lots of folks uh, uh, throughout some of even the most northern cold regions um, who are completely enthusiastic about the vehicles themselves and they're lobbying their governments, their state and uh, federal government to to um, continue to invest in infrastructure and and in the technologies. Uh, So that's that's really nice for us to hear. And I actually just got a little nibble last week. I'm already planning for 2018, and, and I think we're going to get a, a pin in Mexico um, for the first time ever this year. So we had one. We actually had one about four, four you were here. It was four or five years ago in Mexico. Oh, 
Mm-hmm. Why don't we do it again then? I'll, uh, it. I'll in fact, I'll, I'll, I'll send you the guy's name. He's very awesome. much an enthusiast. <laughs> oh, that's great. He you built, know, he, he built, he took like, a, he took a Nissan, the ICE Nissan. I can't think of the model name, but it looks a lot like a leaf and he converted it into a leaf at his little factory there. <laughs> it's pretty oh, interesting. Wow. Yeah. He did quite a nice conversion. Cool. Well, he's going to get a call from me. These people, I'm wondering <laughs> if there are any city captains out there who wonder why they start getting stalked by me. That would be probably why, because I just <laughs> I'm super thrilled when people start planning early. It makes it easier for them. And then by the time the event rolls around, they're having fun and they're not stressed out. So um that is one one goal of mine is to even increase the number of pins in the map earlier this year. Um, so, but another really neat thing that happened that I, I'm especially pleased with is uh, for the registered attendees. So we had more than 120,000 reported attendees. Uh, the registered attendees who showed up with their cars also almost doubled the number of electric vehicle miles reported. Um, so we went from, I think it was 77 million miles last year to more than 127 million miles this year, um, which I think is, is a pretty significant number. Uh, if you start thinking about the miles that were not reported, mm-hmm. um, the people who did not use the website to register their cars, I, That's a lot of people don't. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people don't. Uh, I was personally at a number of um, and do events in Southern California this year, and there were clearly hundreds of more people there uh, in attendance than there were, you know, necessarily reflected on the website. So, well, um, as we know, it's always difficult to point somebody to a website and get them to do something. <laughs> At least they showed up. At least they showed up, and that's what's a good thing. Yeah, that's totally what's a good thing, and and it was it's it's helpful. Um, you know, we haven't talked yet about the support of Nissan Leaf, but I I gotta say the Nissan Leaf team, first of all, they they um, managed to swing the North American debut of the car at uh, the National Drive Electric Week kickoff event in Los Angeles. Great. On the 8th. And then... Uh, Outstanding. Yeah, it was really neat. And it was a neat event for media to see. And then uh, they they showed up in seven cities throughout the country um, and and uh, were able to show off a static display of the car, which has a, a, a new body type and was really appealing. It was kind of like a little bit like, again, like eye candy for the car aficionados to get a glimpse uh it's the you know the leaf is the number one uh ev selling car over the years because nissan went went first to market with a commercially available uh, mass market car um so they had a big head start on some of their competitors but the coolest thing about the the new leaf was just the fact that people were really impressed i thought by by um the new design which Mm -hmm. the really seemed appealing to folks. I had lots of people wanting to take selfies in front of the car. Um, (laughs) And of course, we we should acknowledge, of course, you already acknowledged them as a sponsor, but they were our platinum level sponsor, Nissan Leaf. Exactly. Yeah. They've really stepped up and helped um, uh, support 
city captains with materials. They supported us with outreach, which is what I was bringing up in the first place was that they, they actually did something neat. They put in, uh, they put uh, Endu ads in college football stadiums across the country the weekend before um, Endu for the events where they were going to be appearing. So they went to Seattle, San Diego, Alpharetta, Georgia, which is a suburb of Atlanta, um, Bridgewater, New Jersey, Portland, Oregon, LA, and Cupertino, California. So um, the, the, they, their team was really helpful. They really spent many, many hours uh, uh, supporting city captains and trying to um, to uh, spread the good word about all types of electric cars. So we appreciate their support and their um, their enthusiasm for the technology too. And of um, course, we had a civil silver level sponsor, Lyft. Did they yeah. participate in any of the events, or did they just kind of help us out monetarily? <laughs> yeah, Lyft. Lyft actually, we were really pleased. Lyft. Uh, it it was great to have them come aboard. They came aboard at the very last moment. Uh, so we weren't able to benefit from probably their extensive outreach network among all their drivers, uh, as much as we probably would have hoped, but we're hopeful that they come aboard again this year. Um, and you know, the, as it seems like, I mean, maybe this is, might just be me and maybe you have a better handle on it, but it feels to me like that, the tipping point and the change kind of in the sharing economy and this car sharing and uh, uh, kind of new modes and methods of transportation is perfectly dovetailed with the, with what's going on with technology improvements. Mm -hmm. So um, to get involved with car share uh, companies like Lyft or Uber or others where we could maybe replace fleet cars uh, from their drivers with uh, electrics or plug-in hybrid electrics um, would really help with local air quality everywhere. Um, so, and, and help reduce, you know, our consumption of gasoline, which is what the end goal is here. Um, so it's super exciting to, to know that they were interested and that they're um, exploring uh, electric cars. Right. And then, of course, uh, we had some other sponsors. The bronze level sponsor was Clipper Creek. Oh, Clipper Creek. Oh, I adore them. Um, so <laughs> Clipper Creek this year, they what what they did, uh, it, among uh, many other things, to support, uh, again, like Nissan, um, they have supported regardless of brand. And they really kind of push the envelope and make sure that everybody is aware of that electric cars are available, that it's easy to plug them in and that it costs less to fuel them. And, and, and they kind of do that in a counterintuitive way when you look at the way corporations are usually run. So I, I just adore them so much. They, um, they also provided us with a number of uh, vehicle charging stations that we were then able to use as incentives for city captains to sign up. So oh, I kind very of nice. Yeah, of course, the, and that's we ought to make that clear. Clipper Creek is a uh, EVSE electric vehicle service equipment manufacturer, charging station manufacturer. Yes, yes, they are, and they <laughs> they provided a really cool um, 
plug and play ready to go charging station that we were able to use to get city captains to sign up early, to sign up before deadlines, to, um, you know, uh, develop their plans and to uh, get their pins in the map and make some some uh, confirmations earlier than they would have. So that's part of the reason I, I give credit to um, Clipper Creek for that generous donation to to uh, our team that we were able to break all these records. Our goal, Bob, was 250 events, and we had 276 events. So we really kind of, um, you know, kind of blew those those uh, goals out of the water in terms right. of the number of events that we wanted. Well, you did well, MK, because <laughs> MK <laughs> did actually. She was like right behind the whole, you know, coordinated <laughs> this whole thing. So that was your success. Of course, couldn't have done it without the city captains getting involved. Of course, we had a brass level sponsor too, the California Air Resources Board. Yes, and the the Air Resources Board is awesome. That they have a, amazing scientists and um, and others who really kind of push the envelope in terms of what their what um, their support level is for um, making a transition to fight air pollution and and climate change and um so yes they they were very supportive and they also as you know um set kind of the the standard the gold standard so to speak for um for air quality and other rules that are the impetus for the electric car in the first place the zero emission vehicle um, mandate in california is kind of the reason why we are where we are right now um, in part, it was definitely um, instrumental in in uh, kind of uh, pushing the ball forward. Right, indeed, and of course, you know, we had our other presenter, co-presenters, the Sierra Club and Electric Auto Association, that we should thank. Um, so, yeah. what? Um, let's wrap this up. We're getting a little long here. Um, so, what was your biggest challenge? Do you would you say? Um, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, yes, my biggest, I would say my, well, our biggest challenge and and I'm mostly internalizing this because it was, it was keeping me up at night and woke me up more than one once was uh, (laughs) when I promised everyone that we would get 50 states, all 50 states. Um, Oh no. (laughs) So, uh, we really, uh, the team was great. Uh, our, our policy director at Plug in America, Catherine Stankin, and the Sierra Club folks and the folks at uh, Electric Auto Association really pounded the pavement and pushed hard. And if it weren't for the folks, uh, we had we actually had eight states that we were really pushing for towards the end. And the last three um, uh, came in in the last couple weeks. So <clears throat> that was why I was losing so much sleep. So that was that was big. I'm not sure that I would make that promise again <laughs> next year <laughs> i'm gonna try i'm gonna i think my challenge is gonna be trying to figure out how to incentivize or uh, kindly stalk city captains earlier on in the process so that i can support them more and then maybe one other challenge was was uh trying to um figure out how to keep engaged throughout the rest of the year um without um being too uh, overtly uh, self, 
you know, aggrandizing, but to say, you know, you guys, uh, city captains, please just do this early because the earlier you do it, I really, I really, really mean this, the easier it's going to be for you and the more of a blast you will have watching people get that look on their face when the first time they, they get into the car and then step out of it and you see that look and you're like, holy crap, yeah, that's what it is. That's why we're doing this. Well, I got a challenge for you for next year. Okay. How how about all seven continents? (laughs) Uh, Which should include Antarctica. I was just going to say Antarctica. (laughs) That might be a real challenge, I think. I'll bet they they have an electric forklift or, you know, snow machine or something down there. Yeah. (laughs) That that would qualify. (laughs) If we counted all all types of vehicles, yes. Oh, that was one other thing I wanted to mention, which is really neat. Um, There are a lot of medium and heavy duty vehicles coming online. And there were a mm-hmm. number of transit buses, um, where, which are, uh, transit agencies, which are making this shift to zero emission vehicles. And, uh, so in Los Angeles, we saw one, um, uh, from BYD, which is a Chinese, uh, automaker that actually builds them, the vehicles in Lancaster, which is a, a suburb of LA. And then there's, um, Proterra bus uh, mm-hmm. and others that were involved. So that was a really neat thing that um, hadn't happened in years previous uh, that that we're really excited about. If we can get uh, low or zero emission transit buses in the neighborhoods that have the worst air quality, um, we're just we're we're going to be golden. We'll be in great shape. Right, we've got a couple of those Proterras up here at uh, in the. Regional Transportation Commission, RTC. Oh, neat. Up here. And they're really nice. Boy, they're nice and quiet. You don't hear all those squeaky yeah. brakes because they're using Regen to slow down. That's <laughs> really nice. How awesome is that? <laughs> of course, you it's don't so get cool. the big clouds of smoke either coming out of them and into your face when you're behind them in your EV. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's it's really, it's like the the triple threat of awesomeness, so... We're super excited about that, too. Right. Okay. Well, any final thoughts? Well, let me tell you about next year, speaking of of that. um, So we're going to have uh, um, Endo in 2018 from the 8th to the 16th of uh, September, as always. And um, there will be um, hopefully... uh, even more enthusiasm uh, and uh, involvement and engagement between now and then beyond just the event coordination, which is a big deal, but also in terms of uh, pushing for smart policies to promote um, National Drive Electric Week. So uh, for the first time this year, we had a petition that was live on the site that a number of city captains had attendees sign. And there are... um, Uh, recorded webinars on the website that I would encourage folks if they haven't looked at them yet to go look at. They're under the resource section at driveelectricweek.org. And one of them um, was about, there were two actually related to policy and the second one also uh, will give some insights on how to engage all year long with elected officials and uh, provide some of the best practices for 
um, for uh, EV policies, large and small. So even if it's just a small city council kind of situation, you can get, if you get an EV champion on your city council, you're, you're one step closer to having um, public charging in your neighborhood, which raises awareness, which then in turn brings range anxiety down. And it's all just a beautiful domino from effect from there. Right. And if uh, city, if you're a city captain and you're listening in or want to be a city captain next year, you don't have to wait clear to September either. You could also do a very similar type event at an Earth Day near you coming up in April. Oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> all year long. We love the ride and drive, especially the butts and seats all year long. We don't need to wait till September for that. Right. Exactly. Well, thanks, MK. Thank you. It was lovely talking to you. And I'm going to internalize that Antarctica challenge a little bit and probably <laughs> sleep over it. So thanks for that, Bob. <laughs> and and before we leave, we should uh, once again thank our uh, our sponsors. The Platinum Level sponsor was Nissan Leaf. Silver, silver Level sponsor was Lyft. Bronze Level sponsor, Clipper Creek. Uh, and Brass Level Sponsor, California Air Resources Board. And our uh, co-presenters were, uh, of course, us, Plug in America, Sierra Club, and the Electric Auto Association. We'll talk to you later, MK. Thanks. Thanks, Bob. Take care. This has been another edition of the Plug in America show. Thanks so much for listening. And please help us get the word out about Plug in America and EVs by pointing your friends and family to the Plug in America website at pluginamerica.org. There you'll find a wealth of information about EVs, our plug-in vehicle tracker that tells you what EVs are available, what's coming and when, a blog, information about EV chargers and public charging, multimedia content, promotional materials, and much more. And, of course, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for us there. If you'd like to find out more about me, my name is Bob Tregillis, and I'm on Facebook and Twitter as well. And please remember, Plug in America is a non-profit electric vehicle advocacy group, and our work is supported by your generous donations. Please consider donating by visiting pluginamerica.org today, and we appreciate your kind support. Thanks to Anglegord, whose music was used here by permission. And until next time, remember, at Plug in America, we drive electric, and you can too.